0: Welcome, everyone. This is Illiterate. This week we are covering Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I've been checking out all the Black Panther content. I'm hanging out with my buddy Taylor. Taylor, how hey. are you?
1: Good, good. I found the real Wakanda. Uh, oh my well, god! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get into this today. The. State of Wakanda finds themselves in a place of influx after the sudden death of King T'Challa. And so uh, us as creatives, this is a a fascinating uh, episode of a giant IP with a set trajectory, a written sequel, and suddenly they have to pivot. They have to pivot in the most uh, gut-wrenching way. They pivot in a way that is... Core to the story itself. So this is, you know, from our perspective, and that's what we do here. We're getting down to the root of where, where things come from, why things come from, what are we inspired by, uh, that led to what we see on the screen. This is a this is a really particular situation. So I'm really fascinated to get into the development of Wakanda Forever.
1: Why don't we start with the comic from a long time ago, and then build ages up to ago, long before this. the time of Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, <laughs> long before uh, July. 1966, he is the first African superhero in mainstream comics. Wow. As was the custom, didn't have his own thing yet, appeared in Fantastic Four number 52. The name Black Panther, we covered uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. This predates that because this was in July and the Black Panther Party coalesced in October of 66.
0: whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's not <laughs> not based on that. <laughs> but, oh, uh, you know, I was like, I was cool with them emerging at the same time. And I saw that, you know, yeah. on a date level going like, yeah, okay, yeah. Not the but, way I thought it was <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yeah. The
1: original concept art, though, by Jack Kirby, you know, they were, this is just the way Marvel was. They're batting around names left and right. So Cole Tiger was on One of the (laughs) things it's like, there wasn't really a, uh, a strong (laughs) conviction. Silver lion. Uh, That's great. Ed, write it down around it. Exactly. Yeah. So the origins though, of who came up with this, because of course, and I think even in the justice league episode, the Stanley stuff, Stanley and Jack Kirby are all over each other saying who did what. And so they both claim sole credit. Although, with the process that they had, it seems like Kirby was really doing most of the plots and organizing, and Stanley is just lightly editing after, where he's like, I've got a character called Dr. Doom, figure out everything, and then gets all the, because he's the
0: voice and face of it. So that's probably. Really people yelling at each other from across the room just to box each other out of whatever idea is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly, I'm on this so. one. I'm on this one. I'm on this
1: one. Well, I'm on this one. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, Stanley is the face of it all. So he gets, it's, it's also yeah.
0: funny to have two people showing up that they, they deserve soul credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you work together.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I bought each, just the, from a judge's perspective, I'm just thinking in a cartoon court of law, Just like two people saying that they alone did this yeah. one thing. Mm, I feel like there's another story.
1: <laughs> and with comics, it's so interwoven. So like, The character as well just bops around, as is the custom again with this, so he's in Avengers, and then he's in the Daredevil line, and he's in Captain America, and he doesn't get his own thing until 73. Mm, mm, and so okay. almost, you know, but some fun stuff because the comics were wacky <laughs> and just doing whatever they wanted. There's a time where he leaves Wakanda, goes to America because all the other superheroes are in New York City. <laughs> and so he takes this moniker, Luke Charles and Moonlights or I guess Daylights as a high school teacher, which just makes <laughs> absolutely what? no no sense. What? I mean, they don't even really know who the character is or what they're doing. And so that's oh, his wow. cover. He has in, his
0: own like stand
1: and deliver arc. I guess. <laughs> in, in New York. <laughs> in, as one of the Avengers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we
0: have to stand by these kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, 72, he teams up with the Fantastic Four against this segregationist racist nation next to Wakanda. Whoa. And there's a lot of, uh, perhaps whoever was doing it at the time had a fear that it was being linked to all of the civil rights going on. And so he says, oh, I'm, I'm now the black leopard in the comic and lays out because his name has political connotations and he's going to do what he wants. Mm. And so (laughs) just put it right on the Mm -hmm. nose. Although he changes his name back nine months later in the comic and saying, well, I just did what I wanted and now I'm back to being this. And it still doesn't have political connotations. But interesting. It's like Snoop Dogg saying he was going to go
0: by the lion or something. <laughs> I do not remember. For, for yeah. Or there was like a month of, there. Yeah. There was like a month where he was, this is my new name. And I saw it like once or twice printed or maybe. And then now it's back to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. But this is uh,
1: fearful white comic book writers, you know, worried about the backlash of what's going on. Scorbing. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting bit. And then – As I said, he gets his own stuff, and this is where Killmonger is introduced, which is the primary antagonist of the first one. Mm -hmm. So he's been in the game, integrated into the Black Panther mythos for a while, and just won't belabor all the ups and downs with miniseries, updated series. But 98, Christopher Priest, is the biggest reinvention of it, and really makes Wakanda this living, breathing place, not just the backstory, or Black Panther is tagging along on other adventures or leaving Wakanda. Okay. Okay. And so ninety-eight. The world priest. building
0: is really uh attempted in at ninety eight. Very much. Very much.
1: And this is also in the midst of Marvel's collapse in the late nineties. And so in a way, he can kind of write whatever he wants. <laughs> and there's not a lot of uh
0: Well, you can't stop me <laughs>
1: judging him <laughs> because they're just trying to get anything. This is the time frame, and this is what I'm turning in, and um you can't, yeah. st- <laughs> you can't stop me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's that that leads perfectly into the '90s when the film stuff is also coming to bear. Just as a little tag, Ryan Coogler, uh didn't get on this until later, but as some of what he's done, we covered two of the things. So he did Fruitvale Station in 2013, mm-hmm. and then that got him on to Creed, exploded. Which, M- Michael B. Jordan, yeah, as collaborator yes. and an interest, and then Ryan Coogler was co-producer of Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. And also Space Jam
0: Two. Whoa, I forgot yeah. that one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so he's
1: so he's he's he made his way into bigger. Uh, I less, hope he
0: alone is yeah. responsible for the Bugs Bunny death.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably the emotional <laughs> sentiment, which we love so much. Yeah, but the the original film idea does not concern him. It concerns Wesley Snipes in '92. Oh lord, no, no. (laughs) So it was Blade or Black Panther, huh? It was, was, yeah, before Blade even, but this definitely (laughs) laid the roadmap for that. But he was more interested. He said, I want to go with this because this is presenting Africa not in a way that's ever been presented. As I said, late 90s, Marvel is declaring bankruptcy in 96 and they have had failures. Howard the Duck, Punisher, a Fantastic Four movie that never even came out. And so Wesley um, Snipe yeah.
0: says, "Let me take this." I had a boss that worked on that actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, fan, the, yeah. <laughs> the Fantastic Four one that got canceled, yeah, yeah. And, the, and that came up actually when the Batman uh, movie got canceled earlier this year, and people, uh-huh. were, you know, up in arms, and and a lot of people like stood up and like, "Yeah, it, it's happened before." Um, the Batman, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, it, things can get made and just never see the light of day. It just it does happen. It can happen. It's incredibly rare, but it can happen.
1: Yeah. And so Wesley Snipes is seeing all of that and saying, well, we can do something different with this. The first trouble comes when trying to present it and convince people that it isn't some 1960s civil rights thing, because Mm -hmm. that's what people know Mm -hmm. Black Panther as. Columbia eventually buys it. And it did go through several script iterations. John Singleton was talking to Wesley Snipes. He's a more up and coming director in this time, yeah. But he also has his take on it and wants it to be more about the civil rights movement and kind of take T'Challa to America <laughs> or to to oh, no. the civil rights field oh, and oh, really no. not getting Wesley Snipes' vision, which is no, no, no. We're trying to do an Afrofuturist, high tech Africa, anti-colonial thing, not a civil rights thing. And so it just never got anywhere. Uh, I see. Yeah, with the film stuff, but the like I said, the more modern take in '98 in the comics created a resurgence for the character, and so that bolstered Black Panther's image and kept <laughs> kept yes. him alive yes. through the through the through the '90s. And then as the Marvel films actually take off with X Men, Spider Man, Blade, they're interested in as early as 2005. Paramount Pictures gets the deal, mm. but then this stalls through 2007 with the second Fantastic Four movie not doing so well, and then in 2009, strike. <laughs> yeah, Rider strike two, yeah, 2009, Wesley Snipes is convicted for tax conspiracy and fraud and oh. spends three year three years in prison. Oops. So he's off of it. So all of that goes away. That's yeah. Uh,
0: okay, starting yeah. to explain it away. <laughs> big chunk, big, yeah. big Just, chunks of time there, being like, well, they were gonna, and then uh, that, and then obviously that, and then uh, yeah, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so uh, 2011, there is a script by Mark Bailey, who is a documentary filmmaker, and funnily enough he did that Boeing documentary that you liked we talked about it oh often. yes
0: but that's like the most recent one of my thing favorite that he's done. Uh, movies this year Boeing I, re- I recommend it to everybody go check out the Boeing documentary <laughs> it's one of the best it's incredible it's incredible
1: uh he of all things he's a, like purely documentary filmmaker but somehow Kevin feige pulled him to take a pass at it eventually cast is announced in 2014 Chadwick Bozeman is on and they Grab Ava DuVernay to direct. Oh, yes. Okay. She passes on it, doesn't like the way that it's going, and mm. Kugler is on because Creed does well that year. Yeah. And so- Finally some traction. Finally some traction,
0: yeah. And so uh, he's so what interested- is, what is also, it about Kugler yeah. that's able to break through? Because you have all these all this talent coming in and out that say, eh, I don't really like the way it's going in here. Bye. And then Googler yeah. comes in and says, "Well, this is the way I want to do it, and this is the way he does it." And then you finally have Black Panther. So, uh, what is it about Ryan Kugler finally gets gets oh, gets this cat room of executives walking <laughs> in the right direction?
1: <laughs> I think it's because he brings all of his own people, and that's why it feels slightly right. different and has its own thing. Homie. And so his cinematographer, yeah, yeah Rachel Morrison, the. Production designer Hannah Beachler, the composer Ludwig Goranson, also his editor Michael Shovner has been his editor, and then Debbie Berman comes in because he likes to have a male and female editor both on the on his films, which I find interesting. Hmm, fascinating, to have yeah. Th- what one person sees that another person doesn't in relation to absolutely uh, that that's interesting aspect. So super cool. So I think th- I don't know if that's the the reason, but he does take everybody with him. And so you kind of get a unified vision or things not uh, yeah. being as fractured. Sometimes
0: um, some people just make sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. They can,
0: <laughs> they can just convey an idea. I'm like, well, we're going to do it like this because that, Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so that's where, uh, and then him pulling from, you know, African influences, but specifically with the black Panther stuff too. Ta-Nehisi Coates did a uh, run on the comic in 2016, really influenced mm. Coogler.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so things related to the property are also yeah. happening in okay. the midst of this. And it's super interesting because Coates was a national correspondent for The Atlantic and had did, d- written for many other magazines and papers related to politics, race, America, mm-hmm. nonfiction stuff won the National Nonfiction Book Award in 2015 and the MacArthur Genius Grant. Wow. Interesting that he is then doing a comic book. <laughs> yeah. But it relates to what he's what he's reporting on and interested in. So that was also, I think, a a catalyst for oh, here's a strong vision <laughs> to go
0: off of yes, and yes. strong
1: collaborators.
0: I guess a lot of it is just being undeniable. You know, you come yeah, yeah. with your references and your reasons and your sources. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot to argue if you if you can prove your
1: case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe they're you know Marvel is seeing the writing on the wall, looking for something. They're like, finally, we have a vision for this. That's that's right. uh, that everybody wants to get behind. As we as we go into talking about the newer one, just for a second, mm-hmm. the there was a post credit scene that Ryan Coogler pitched, which had Namor, who is the central antagonist of this mm. new one. Mm-hmm. It would have ended the first one with his wet footprints leading to the Wakandan throne. Oh, uh, my God! There were. <laughs> Rights issues with that character, so he could not join the Marvel universe oh, just no. yet. But that was all in play. Him back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh no, what are we going to do? That was that was always right. going to be the idea leading into the second yeah, one.
0: I I had read that they had the the full script and that some of the last conversations that Googler had with uh, Chadwick were about reading the draft. And oh yeah, that and at that point. Um, Chadwick said that he did not want to get in the way before the studio had their say, um, which in retrospect is obvious cover for what he was in the midst of, but uh, yeah yeah, so from what I understood, they had an entire draft, an entire direction this this antagonist is in place. I mean, and there are there's there's a considerable amount of Wakanda forever that seems to be still very much alive in this original draft that involved Chala because they' they're, from what I understood, it's dealing with the snap and him being gone yeah. for a considerable amount of time anyway and the fallout of all of that so much of the plot is still is still relevant so it's it's much less of a of a massive pivot than i think it seems on the outset because a lot of the core ideals were still there and still relevant from the get go that was part of the inception of it to begin with exactly you're exactly right yeah there's the still
1: the thematic of grieving in the original it would be his loss of right. time and right. in this one it's him himself. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah. And they quickly said we're not going to do a digital double situation because we're seeing this so much more now and especially with AI and deep fakes and everything else, but they said straight away we're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't you know, I I don't think you can have this movie without him being the focus of the of the if he's around, he's the focus and I don't think that we're to the point where one of these things can carry a full movie in the lead. That might that day might come, but we're absolutely not there yet um and it would been have been a complete fool's errand uncanny valley uh attempt to try that Uh, it's a hard you're you're stuck in a hard place and i see a lot of people online are talking about they should have recast him, they should have recast him, and it's i think it's 50 50 i don't i don't i don't know there's not really a good option here like from what i understand now looking at the story i'm like well the story is not that much it's not that much different (laughs) it is different Considerably, but it it's yeah. pretty interesting to look at it uh, from from the perspective now of it having been out and to see all of the reactions because I just I don't know what I don't know what else you do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and and it's also not
1: something that's so outlandish. People are like, "How could they do this? How could they change who Black Panther is and whatnot?"
0: And the. I'm like they could have recast reference. him, I guess. I would have been fine with that. But like yeah. at the same time, you know, that you know, I, I there are obvious reasons for why they don't want to do that. Yeah. Um Well also so because the Black Panther
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, even just in the the reference material, it's like the Black Panther mantle passes on. Right. The storyline that they're pulling is from a comic book run in two thousand ten, where T'Challa goes into a coma and Namor is approaching seeking to recruit And uh, Shuri becomes the new one. So it's like, this this is already in the comics 10 years, 10 plus years ago.
0: Yeah, so I mean, look, so the, much of the plot is already intact when they realize they have to do this massive pivot, so they pull from the source material already. Yes, it's a different context. In, and yeah. in, when she takes it, he's she, he's just recovering for a short period of time. The point is different there. The point goes back to, well, T'Challa is not Black Panther forever. Black Panther is not T'Challa. T'Challa is not Black Panther. Yeah. Those are two separate entities that coexist for it, a period of time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not a huge leap uh, but still a challenge for sure. Again, it, knowing that so much of this was already in place and then they pull the pivot right out of the comic book, you know, Namor is Namor's always the antagonist. <laughs> so yeah. what how did that change?
1: Maybe some people know this, but in the comic it's all Greek influence, mm. the Greek mm. deities and Atlantis in the Mediterranean but in this, they they move it to Mesoamerica, which is oh. not anything to do with the comics. Um, interesting. Okay. But then there was some speculation that there was a lost Mesoamerican series really? as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, I did not know that. But it, yeah, it's
1: a, it's a, it's an interesting take. They also, from a pure business standpoint, it's like you don't want to confuse it with Aquaman. So ah, yes. You know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make it really yep. distinct. Um, but yeah, kind of it, it, like I think I, I teed it up at the beginning here. But the movies are known for the the real life African influence, and now with this this Mesoamerican influence, I was trying to see what they pulled for Wakanda, both the name and the place and all of that.
0: Yeah, and I found yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> a geography, you found a geography. <laughs> <laughs> well, a geography.
1: Uh, some some language stuff, and then yeah, some uh, some future plans here. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. Well, you might. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm so just <laughs> the the name is uh, also tied to Native American stuff, which I didn't realize. There is a mm-hmm. a god in the Sioux tribe, which
0: is the predator one. Oh correct? yes, okay, yes. From our prey episode, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And this this god. Didn't even have a, a gendered. It was more about this, and I'm going to butcher all this, but kind of this uh, sacred place or or all around everything kind of yeah, kind of uh, yeah. entity. And so the name was a popular summer camp name in the Midwest, like Camp Wakanda, oh. which I guess is. I mean, it's not uh, treated with any sort of reverence in that context but uh maybe that's where stanley or jack kirby or whoever the heck pulled it from that's probably what they pulled it from they probably
0: it, sent their kids there to get rid of him for two weeks yeah. in the middle yeah. of trying to come up <laughs> with 30 characters to outdo each other <laughs> yeah and so it's not it's not a uh it's not an. I mean, it's it could not be an African. African. It's well, you know, it, it's
1: and it's also off, off of a summer camp. <laughs> well, and there's it's such a ubiquity. I didn't realize this, but uh, in Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd no. says, "Oh, that's the memory of the stay puffed marshmallow." He he went to summer ca- camp at Camp Wakanda. He says no. that in the movie. Yeah. Oh,
0: no. Oh no.
1: So it is like that ubiquitous that it's like oh there's a million of these summer camps that were named this. Wow.
0: Um, Just a so problem summer camp? <laughs> yeah,
1: probably, probably. Who knows where they pulled it from? But uh, there, you know, there is some African influence. There, the the uh, Kenyan Kamba ethnic group is also called Akamba or Wakamba. Okay, okay, so there is some something closely related to it. And then in the Bantu Kikongo language, Kanda means family. But mm. like I said, surely Stanley and Jack Kirby. Had no understanding of that when they just <laughs> throw out anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Ryan Kugler, though, here's some of the geography stuff, was inspired. He took trips to various countries in Africa. There is a Southern African Kingdom of Lesotho, which geography nerds know as the landlocked one within South Africa. Mm. When you look, it's it's a little dot inside the country of South Africa. Oh wow. And uh Two million population and their traditional wow. blankets are all over the original film. That's a, wow. a direct cultural influence. But sort of the Wakandan isolationist independent influence, they're they're able to keep their independence since 66, ironically, when the original Black Panther was created. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and a large part of it is due to the geography. They are super high up in the mountains. They are in the highest mountain range in Southern Africa, and a little factoid is that this country has the highest low point of any country in the world. The lowest point is 1,400 meters above sea level. And so (laughs) that's how they're able to remain not affected (laughs) by everything else in the world.
0: One man's high point is another man's low point. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh so, I, you know, I, I, I had briefly, as a, as a factoid, heard that name of that country, but very interesting. I love, interesting this. I love this
0: wonderful uh, pulling, you know, just letting the real world and real stories, real places, mm-hmm. real cultures inspire you and lead you. Um, that's where, you know, then the in the face, in the ball face of creation, it's limitless options. And that can be really <laughs> paralyzing and scary and, you know, oh, no. Uh, listen to yourself listen to the things around you and start asking yourself those questions of what led to this, what led, what, Ooh, they, this is, they've got something interesting going on here. That's an interesting idea. I would like to see more of that. You hold mm-hmm. those things and you can attribute them to your stories. It makes them much more rich, much more tactile, much more real. Um, yeah. And this is a perfect example of how that works, how that textured layered story, textured um, uh, story building uh, yeah, builds a full world, uh, really comes alive in that way. Yeah,
1: pulling from the real world as well, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah, the 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 uh, king stuff though, I, I've heard heard the name before. Maybe you have Mansa Musa, the mm-hmm. emperor of Mali from the uh, from the 1300s. So, Lord medieval African history and unequivocally the wealthiest person in history. Uh, wow really across the board mm, jeffrey
0: yeah. bezos <laughs> yeah so there's a
1: there's a great uh it was popular i guess in high school i feel like but then it, they have never stopped the epic rap battles of history <laughs>
0: yes yes
1: they recently did one bonsa oh, no. musa versus jeff bezos <laughs> yeah and the, the, it's so good so good. no like, way i was like oh this doesn't matter at all anymore but i, I watched it recently. i was like oh this is uh this is amazing <laughs> like oh my even just Mansa Musa's rap, like just the the lyrics, the cadence, the everything, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 is so good. So I'm going to go have to that.
1: It's wonderful, absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> the the biggest thing that he's known for, devout Muslim, went on a Hajj to Mecca in 1324 and to. took tens of thousands of people with him. Lavish gift giving all along the trail was said to, and who knows how much of this is is just puffing him up, but
0: like a regular built- Forrest Gump.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Built a new <laughs> mosque every Friday.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. you know. I but see, I see, I see. Yeah.
1: What was what was uh documented was so much because his wealth came from gold, salt, ivory and slaves. Gold specifically no. was his thing that it affected the value of gold in egypt for oh years thereafter gosh. like he gave out so much gold that the you value ruined of gold, the gold <laughs> industry
0: <down>. here <laughs> the gold economy is destroyed yeah. sir
1: yeah i mean the destroyed people like to say that cuz it's funny i don't know if historically <laughs> historians are like well it wasn't it was like no it's funny enough to say he uh how does he one person it. give out so much gold <laughs> yeah
0: we're talking about one one point of contact that yeah. influences the entire just on a market. trip that's yeah. noteworthy <laughs> on a trip,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's fun with uh, incredible with the real life the the modern day real life stuff uh, related to Wakanda, the country of Senegal gave two thousand acres to uh, investors for building a futuristic tech city for members of the African diaspora. And, uh, it's, I mean, got tons of plans. It's going to have a hospital and police and run on solar power and use cryptocurrency. Wow. And, uh, $6 billion investment has been created for this through, uh, non-disclosure. We don't even know who has in- invested Whoa. in this supposed to start building next year. And, uh, the Whoa. kicker of all of this it is entirely created by akon the singer oh, no he, way he's he's from from senegal it's going to be called akon city it's going to use his oh, cryptocurrency acoin I, I i kid you not this is the craziest thing oh that i heard about ma. this week
0: he has got his own city who uses and, his own country or oh, yeah, and currency somehow, yeah yeah uh, I, uh, <laughs> And somehow got six billion dollars. A con, yeah. I'm like not Beyonce, you know, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is it's the real um, deal. You it's know, like a- I can't wait to go to Dolph Lundgren's country. <laughs> I <can't>, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is bizarre. This is. Um, But
1: he's, I mean, he also has invested tons in solar power. I think, you know, his, not, maybe not charity, but whatever it is in 25 different African countries. Like, he's not, not it's not a silly joke. It's not a fire festival thing.
0: That's not just about about that. I was like, Ja Rule can't run a festival. I don't know (laughs) if Akon can run a whole country. This is, Uh, this is barking up the tree of a a whole nationality almost. This is, uh, this is, this is incredible. Yeah. And some people oh are gosh. saying cuz oh
1: well it hasn't even started breaking ground or this or that that it uh y- yeah <laughs> is not actually going to be a thing. But the fact is that it's been being District it's nine. Been developed for years and it's yeah, it's uh it's Elysium. Wild. So I hope yeah, <laughs> be- I hope so- I hope that it does come to pass cuz it'd be amazing to see oh, you can yeah. just from the ground up build a modern city you know, sustainable energy and
0: yes uh, we need uh, a new oh, yeah. currency
1: and a new <laughs> government system and i would infrastructure love to and everything.
0: have a shining example on a hill of a of a society that works <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um you know i and and i that's funny but i i'm talking about a, a society a modern society that is you know investing in and in utilizing modern uh tools and technologies to make a more clean and sustainable yeah. uh, society i think that's it's uh, really fascinating if we can have an example of seeing all these things put to work and see it actually thrive and, and, and exist, then we would know it's possible in our own backyard. Um, we, we need these examples. We need these examples for the future. <laughs> and I worry, uh, yeah. I worry we're starting to look much, much, much more inward, um, for the first time since we've really, uh. Had you know the gusto yeah. of the industrial revolution behind us? Yeah, it's like it seems like a joke because it's Akon but it's like
1: why not? Why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> you know, Trump yeah, was president. Zelensky, why, the, not? Yeah. why not? Yeah, and Zelensky, the comedian, is the uh, is uh, yeah, you're waging what wo- is
0: yeah. a war torn <laughs> <laughs> leader? Yeah, on the <laughs>
1: front lines. It's it doesn't uh, seem uh, yeah. Why not? so much that why? doesn't seem
0: real? Not. <laughs> I love it. Why not? Incredible. Incredible work, Taylor. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Thank you guys for sticking with us this week. If you're listening to this right now, seriously, it means the world. Um, hey, reach out to us. You never know. We might talk right back. Uh, <laughs> uh, let us know what you were reading. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you're excited for over the holidays. A lot of stuff coming out. A lot of new releases. This is the golden age right now. We're getting all the fun stuff. All of the all of the award stuff is starting to come out. So, hey, get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to see.
1: Uh, That's at illiterate Pod on Instagram or IlliteratePod
0: at gmail.com. And you never know, we might uh, hit you up with that episode you've been dying for. Until then, stay safe, and we will catch you back here next Friday.